Jeff Podcast with AJ and DJ. It's playoff season, baby. talk about it because we are in a place where we are in the NHL playoffs and we are in the NBA playoffs. We just passed the draft and because we just passed the draft, guess what? Usually right right about around this time Joel Embiid is hurt guess what happened? It's after the first round playoffs, Joel Embiid is hurt. Welcome to Spitting Cat. This is the NHL NBA extravaganza. Let's get to it. That was some unnecessary shit talk. Yeah, I love how you kind of snuck that in there. But yes, indeed, is hurt once again in the playoffs. This this is probably what top three moment of the or time of the year in sports. You got Stanley Cup playoffs, basketball. It's on fire. Let's talk about it, man. We'll we'll start with hockey. Let's talk, let's talk about hockey. So first round of the playoffs, we got probably the best series of the entire playoffs. We got Leafs versus Lightning. How do we feel about oh, that? Easily. Uh, I mean, that, that matchup is prime time, dude. We we have Austin Matthews, 60-goal season against the Lightning. Personally, my feelings, I think the, I think the Leafs in the sweep. I know I know we've been counting the Lightning's off for the entire last year, two years of our podcast. Leafs, Leafs are back-to-back. They're trying to three-peat. However, Austin Matthews and his, and his little partner over there, those guys are different, man. I mean, you got Toronto. They're trying to win their first cup since 66. They're obviously good. Those young players are going to be, especially, you know, Matthews, third guy ever since 2000 to put up 60 goals plus in the season. He's young. He's ready to get them to that promised land. But let's not forget, man, Lightning, they're two in a row. They're looking for a three-peat first team to do it since the 80s. They're going to be hard to beat. That defense is still tough. That first line is going to be tough. Matthews doesn't have the experience like they do. They're, they've been winning titles. They've been doing it all so throughout this, the Cup. So they got so the this, experience advantage. So, so this is the weird thing about it. I think we've seen in the last couple playoffs, regardless of the sport, these young kids do not do not care. These young kids are just trying to – they're just at the point where they're like, you know what? What do we have to lose? They're gonna have oh, to to beat exactly. the you know back to back defending cup champ. That's gonna be a sweet series. We got a few of them that first round though. You made a bold statement yesterday saying that the Oilers was were gonna sweep the Kings. No, I said I, I disagree Le- with I said, that. I, I said the Leafs are gonna sweep the Lightning, but I did say the Oilers are my sleepers. I mean, look look at who the Oilers have. Connor McDavid. I mean, the kid's nice. One hundred thirty some points again. He he's got a partner right there too that can keep up with him. I mean, Evander Kane has really been keeping up with him. Evander Kane's <laughs> starting to get hot. I mean, what, but that what defense. I mean, they still put up, they give up a lot of points. That goaltender is you know isn't too great. He's rocky at times. You have to so, step so, up. I mean, if we if we rank the playoff goalies. So, obviously, the Avs have the best goalie in hockey. 
I think the Oilers have the third or fourth best goalie in hockey as well because their offense moves so fast. So he protects a lot of shots. Obviously, you can say he gives up goals, but he's averaging 30 to 40 saves a game. And I so, think Frederick Anderson for the Canes is another one of the top goalies coming into the playoff. Canes, they're going to be a scary team to beat. You know, no one wants to talk about them, but they easily got the best defense. I think they have a top goal, you know, goalie in the league. They're going to be tough to beat too. A lot of, think, a lot of new teams are back in the realm here in this cup. I mean, it's it, it, there's a lot of things going on in these hockey playoffs. However, what I think is this is going to be the year. This is going to be like 80, 83 to 86 where the Red Wings start to take over with Yzerman and uh with Feder- with Federoff. This is where this is where the this is where the Red Wings took over with these young guys that don't care about where you're from, what what your history is. And this this playoff series is really going to tell us a lot. This first round of the hockey playoffs is going to tell us a lot. I think the Oilers versus the Predators. I think that's I think that's a series. I'm not sure. Oh, there's uh, Kings. I was gonna ask, I was just gonna jump to the Predators though. Out of the four wild card teams, you got Predators, Stars, Caps, and Bruins. Which of those four you think's making making the some Oilers. splashes? The Oilers, because their offense is different. Their offense is very different. Their offense is one of them things where if you get into it, if you get if, if it gets into penalties, it's who who can stop the Oilers on penalties? Please let me know. Who can stop the Oilers and the really? It's the Oilers and the Leafs on penalties. Yeah. That's really Definitely. it. I don't know, I man. Think, I think I think the Bruins are gonna they're gonna be a problem. They got that ferocious. I, I, I mean, defense, I mean fourth until, in the league. Until until Crosby gets hurt, that's really what I say. Like like the Bruins are gonna be great until Crosby gets hurt because it's inevitable. Crosby with the pens, brother. Crosby is with the penguins. I understand. However, until Crosby gets hurt, the Penguins are going to have a great playoff series. I don't know. It is going to be a great series, but Bruins, they're they're hot. You know, they're coming in really hot. I think they win first round easily. I think another team that's coming in hot is Calgary. They're going to make a splash too. Calgary is going to be very good. This is the thing. So, I think we talked about this before. The fact that the Avalanche did not win for the best team and NHL, I think not getting that trophy makes them good because every year they win the best team in NHL, they have a bad series. Because they did not have the best record, they're great. I think I think the Avalanche have a really good chance of getting this cup this year. I agree, definitely. They're, they are my vote before the you know playoff bracket came out, and I'm definitely sticking with them now. I think they have the you know their roster finally set for that cup run that they've been trying to you know go at for the last three years now since they've been back on the mountain here it's going to be a good series it's going to be a good cup for them I think but it's not going to be easy like I said we got the we got the lightning coming in defending a back-to-back we got in there before we got the Panthers man they're they're going for their first cup so those crowds are going to be you know going crazy they're the number one seed Probably the hottest team in the league right now. So it's I think be Nash- crazy. I think Nashville and the Predators have the best home court advantage, have the best home ice advantage. And Panthers. Uh, West- I think we, we should throw the Panthers up there. 
and the Panthers too. I think Colorado. I think everyone is nervous because since a Bertuzzi has been on their team, they've been one of them teams where good things could happen, but bad things always occur. So I think yeah. I I think the Predators are always nervous. I think the Avalanche. Sorry. I think the Avalanche are always nervous, but they don't know. They always show out, though. Those Colorado's not a fun place to play unless you're a Red Wing. Colorado's not a fun place to play. However, I think Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are going to put their stamp on these playoffs this year. I agree. I agree. I think it's, you know, we had this moment a few years ago with Trout and Harper and baseball. You get you now got this uh, you know back in the NHL with the two young stars and Matthews and McDavid. I think they're going to go off. You know, obviously they both just did their thing in the regular season, sixty goals. I mean, That's crazy I mean, impressive. Austin Matthews having sixty goals in the season. I mean, since two thousand, you only had three people. You've got Sid the Kid, you got Avi, you got Matthews. Yep, and you know he's on pace just to be a, just stud. But I think he's really going to focus on this cup here. And let's not forget, man, the Stanley Cup is back to full form. Like, this is, you know, the last two years it's been affected by COVID, you know, not having all the crowds there. The Stanley yeah. Cup's back. So, this, this is the is weird so, so, so the So, the weird thing about it is those teams in Canada do get an advantage because you have to be vaccinated to get into Canada. So... Edmonton and Toronto do have an unfair advantage, per se. Because Until they got to come fly down, though, and then it's back to normal. So, at least we, we have if, that if, normality. If they can, in, in well, a, my in thing is, if they can win them two games that are at home, that puts a lot of pressure. That puts a lot of pressure on the teams that they're playing. Yeah, I think Calgary's going to be a sleeper, man. I really do. Calgary is – Calgary as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't 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 want it. don't want to um, negate the flames, but Calgary, Toronto, and Edmonton, those three teams really have a advantage because of what's going on in the world. Yeah, and I think I think the Panthers are gonna show out. I think the fans in Florida are gonna show out, you know. They're that expansion team that joined in ninety three. They haven't really had much taste of playoffs. Um, and now they got this roster that's just on fire. You know, they've I mean, won, they've been on a I huge think... stretch to get that number one seed. They're fire, fire hot, and they might be a really tough team to beat in that so home weird, field advantage. So the weird, the weird thing is, I mean, the best goalie in the league has played in Colorado all year. Yeah, I he's mean, been Colorado, far consistent. I mean, he stands on his head every game. And I think he needs to stand on his head playing Edmonton, playing Toronto. Those are games that he needs to show out. And he showed out all year. That, excuse me. That whole western side of the, you know, the cup's going to be tough. It's going it to really be really I think Nashville, man. they're going to give the abs, a pro, you know, some, some issues in round one. They're going to give the abs an issue. However, however... I do think the Avs are going to come out. I think the, I don't think the Avs are going to sweep. I think five games. I think it's going to go five games. I think the Predators are going to sweep. They're going to take a game. They're going to steal one. But then it's over with. Yeah, I think the Avs the Avs will be pretty comfortable through round one. Let's not forget about Wild Blues. You know, and not only is it 
do do we not want to forget them in the cup? But we don't want to forget the fact that they're starting off round one against each other because the last few years they've given some damn good series in the in the cup. So it's gonna be sweet. That one's gonna be a tough one to call, to be honest. Each team, you know, their last few games against each other is probably neck and neck, 50-50. That's going to be how the series is going to be. I think it goes seven games. It's going to be a lot of fight and a lot of hard defense. I think the Blues easily get through that because they've just – they always find a way to get through to at least, you know, the second, third round of the playoffs. So, my thing is, with Colorado – I think we talked about this. The piece with Colorado is usually when they win the best team in the league, they they fail in the playoffs. But this year they did not win it. So with that being said, I think Colorado gets to the Santa Cup final. Okay. What about on the other side? Yeah. On the other Kings, side, Penguins, Rangers, Bruins. I mean, that's going to be a tough side to to go with I too. Think I got I got oil. I got Oilers versus the. Embrace the Leafs. Now I might be looking at the bracket kind of crazy, so I think I actually hold on. I got the Abs would have to go through the Oilers, so that's what they I'm would play so, so in the Western finish. Final. Let me finish. So I got Abs versus the Oilers. I got Leafs versus the Bruins. Yeah, you think Bruins that wild card is going to make some splashes? I I agree with you. I think they easily could. I just, I don't know. I think if Carolina handles the Bruins pretty well in round one, then it's going to be Canes versus Abs. Canes versus Abs? I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I can 100% see it. They just, they have those defenses and they're both riding great goaltending the past. Obviously, the Abs have it the last three, four years, but Anderson and Carolina has been damn solid the past two, three months of the season. He's riding a good curve. Carolina's going to be tough to beat. They're just so defensive, defensively sound. Like, playing a defensive yeah. team in I the cup the, is I so think, difficult. I, That's why they're – the, I think the Hurricanes and the Avs are the best defense in the league. Oh, I, yeah, hands down. I mean, hands down. They're just with the tenacity they bring. And there's a lot of good defenses. I mean, this whole – all the good defenses, the top five defenses this year are in the cup. Pens, Bruins, Canes, Flames—they're all—they all ranked in the top five. Like, but can they right stop? Mc, but can they stop McDavid and? Uh, can they stop? McDavid oh, that's why it's going to be an electric showing, man. I you mean, got McDavid, offense versus McDavid, defense in a lot of these McDavid series. McDavid is the third goal scorer to score sixty since two thousand. Yeah. Well, Matthew scored the goals. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Sorry. David's the one that's breaking all these damn point records or assist records. He's just he I scores when the puck finishes on his stick, he gets a point. I mean, how many points did McDavid score? I think 150. This year, yeah, it was like between 140 and 150. Led the league again for like four years in a row. That's what I'm saying. Like hockey this year, I think hockey has the best playoffs every year. How oh, that's un- that's just not. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think it's a debate. It's just too electric. And I now I- to have it to have like a two year weird stretch there where nothing felt the same to have that normality back in the in the cup p- playoffs. This is going to be a fun and electric playoff. Electric. Be cup. Great. I think Edmonton is a team to watch out for. 
I mean, at this point now, after talking 15 minutes, every damn team is a team to look out for, if we're being honest. I mean, and we didn't, we haven't even spoken on the Capitals. So now they're probably going to go crazy just because we haven't said a damn thing about them. I know. That's how this playoff is going to be. Ivy's had a great year. Ivy's had a great, I mean, Ivy's had a great year every year. I think Ovechkin might have a crazy season. He's going to listen to that new Drake bar. And just go off. He might lead the playoff in goals or some something crazy. I think. I think. I think we. I think we. Everyone focuses on Sid the kid, but Sid the kid's always hurt. Avi plays every game, every season, doesn't get injured, and Avi is one of those guys where you know what you're gonna get out of Avi. Avi yeah, and he hard. doesn't he mess around. Fast. Avi plays hard. He plays fast. Avi knows what's going on, so I think. We need to really take a moment of silence for 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 Ovechkin because the Capitals they might have a chance. I don't know because they have Ivy, they might have a chance. However, their goalie that's the only reason why I'm I'm very nervous. And about, the Panthers about the is Capitals. just such a tough opponent in that first round. But if they go and beat the one seed, they're a damn problem. Obviously, they would then have to run through the winner of Toronto, <laughs> Tampa Bay. That whole corner of the brackets. The winners are problems, you know. So those are going to be some amazing series. I think Capitals Panthers is a, a series that we should actually look out for to be a, I do too. a I home do too. run firework because, kind of contest Ivy, through seven. Ivy has a lot of sidekicks out there, but I think, oh, and I think never, Ovechkin you, you, seeking his, you know, the end of his career. Obviously, he can still he can change a game. He really can, especially not only for what's around him, but for his age and the ice time that he has, his stardom is still there. He can still change a game. And I think we see that a little at moments, not consistently. You know, I don't think they're going to go win the cup. I really don't, even though we're talking about him now, but he's going to have a good series. And I think we see that in every series starting off. Avi is the one. Avi is – the older version of McDavid and Matthews, their numbers are going to look good at the end of a series. However, they're not going to go out without a fight. Avi is not going to go down without a fight. Yeah, and, and you and Ovi shows a lot more than you actually see on a scorecard on a box score. You know, he's one of those. He's a he's a game changer. He's a he's a player that every coach wants. Every coach wants is they're you know wearing the C, and he's going to give it. His all as he always does when the Capitals are in the playoffs. So, and that you know that arena gets loud too. So that's going to be a fun ass series. I really like that Panthers Capitals. All these series are going to be electric, man. All these series are going to be great. But let's talk about the end of season awards. So we got MVP. Are we going McDavid? Are we going Matthews? I think you got to go Matthews just because of the the goals. Matthew Matthews on the season. So. Matthews is our MVP. What about Rookie of the Year? I have to go. You know what I'm saying? As a Red Wings fan, you know what I'm saying? The winged wheel. We got to go Mo Sider. I agree with the, you know, giving it to a Motown guy, but I actually want it to go to Raymond. Obviously, I'd be okay with Sider, with Mo getting it, but Raymond had a really good year as well. He's up there, I think, top three in the voting. it go either way. I think it. I think that accolade is going to the thing you have to count, as, count well is, as a defender. Mo has fifty points, so you have to give Mo the Mo Mo the wicked of the year. Yeah, fifty and points. He was defender. he was helping with either rather it was spacing with hits or just the you know his tenacity chasing the puck. 
his he had moments in games that were quite game changing. You know, it's like dropping I mean, the gloves. It, it gets the crowds into it, and he had hits and moments like that that turned games around for that young. I think team. the big thing about Mo Sider is, you know, the Red Wings did fly Blash, but I think the biggest thing about Mo Sider is he's changed the culture. He's showing he's showing Larkin that you're not. He's showing Larkin and Raymond you're not just scoring goals. Me and Bertuzzi got this. Because, you know, Bertuzzi for the Red Wings was always the fighter. Bertuzzi never really had backup. Now, he's got cider. Now, now, now Bertuzzi has to back up cider. Craziest thing in the world. Because cider is just trying to drop the gloves with any any and everyone. He's not scared. He does nope. not care. You no, know, it's Bertuzzi. just like the old school tandem with the right winger Franz and, and Cronwall in the you know at defense. You have those two. You have an offense and defensive position guy. Both of them they have just tenacity and a will to play some puck that are beyond anyone else on the ice. It's, a, it's an awesome tandem, and they're so young. So we have a lot of great things going on. So in we Detroit. got. We have a lot so of get, great things in hockey, though. That's right, going on right so, now. So, so we have MVP. We got Matthews, rookie of the year. We got either Raymond. Or, we got either Raymond or Sider. Who's our goalie of the year? Personally, for me, I got the Avs goalie. It's tough to tell. I mean, I really like what Anderson did actually for Carolina down the stretch. A lot of people are going to be like, "No, he doesn't get a pick," but. Or a vote, but he's gonna have my vote. I really think he I, he, he I, was I one of my abs, goalies of the year. I got the abs goalie. I, I'm sorry, and it's not. We him. shouldn't discourage uh, McFlurry either, or not McFlurry. Flurry. He he had a pretty good year for Vegas, but yeah, I, I can see I, the abs bring abs goalie bring that one home. He had a hell of a year. Obviously, they won 59 no, games. He's still on his head. He's still on his head for probably for probably thirty games out of the eighty-two game season. He's still on his head. What about so? We'll make a a fun one. It's not an official award, but playmaker of the year. That kind of gives the McDavid Matthews. Kind of McDavid, I say. It's either kind of McDavid because he ignited Evander Kane after everything Evander Kane went through in the off season. Another season, I gotta give it to I gotta give it to Connor. Well, and it's just what his passing does for that team. It all it opens up so much. His right winger Dravich is what third most goals in the league, or points. It might have it was either one of the two. So he had a right wing guy that was going off, and just opening up his deep defenders. They were scoring a ton too. McDavid does it all. Rather, he's you know deking fools off their skates. Or just opening up playmaking with stellar passing. The dude is the definition of playmaking. He's probably Con- the playmaker of the year the last four years in a row. Because we all just pay attention to Wayne Gretzky because of the goal score. But we don't look at the total points. We don't look at the assists. Connor McDavid is, is following right in. Is following literally hand in hand with Wayne Gretzky when he's with Edmonton. Yeah, I mean he he's definitely on the, on that kind of pace. He has stardom. He has unbelievable goal scoring, and this year proved it. Sixty goals is insane. Only three dudes have done it since two thousand. That's crazy. And we had we we had two dudes, like David and Matthews. 
I I do think that Larkin probably would have hit that point without the without the surgery. Probably. Oh, and let's not forget about New York Rangers ten D two. I can never say his name right, but Shester, he's been awesome, and he I think he's one of the front runners for the award this year. He's been I great. Mean, I, Rangers I, I, are in the playoffs. I, I, we didn't really talk about them. They always make a splash. And he's been a huge, huge anchor so, in a good way for that team. So my so my problem with the Rangers is they can scoring. Score. Yeah. That that's the that's the thing about the Rangers. Can they get enough goals? Because their goaltender isn't gonna allow he's he might allow one in the entire game. But can they score two to get him enough game? Yeah, it's going to be – I think them going up off against an offensive team is not going to be good, so they might not get through quick. But that goalie, he, he had a hell of a season. And I think he's you know, he'll obviously continue that on. He's, he's continued Lundquist's legacy, you know, carrying that, that net there in New York. So we'll see how he how he affairs in the playoffs and the cup. and Maybe so, they do make a splash ride in their goaltender. We've seen right, that so. before. This is our NHL NBA extravaganza. What I want to get to is NBA. I think the first round, you had Katie and Kyrie get swept by my Celtics. We had a lot of things going on in the NBA. How do we see a the lot. playoffs shaking up? How do we see the playoffs shaking up? Because Draymond, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, that four-headed monster is dangerous. So yeah, and they're starting the up in, out. in a few minutes against Memphis. That's going to be a really fun series, man. We're now in round two. You got Memphis, Warriors, Suns, Mavs, Sixers, Heat in the East, along with Boston and Milwaukee, who just finished up their game one. You know, round one was exciting. To get us here in round two, there's a lot of headlines. So the, biggest, so the biggest thing I'm looking at is can Jan Jackson – stay out of foul trouble and the series against the Warriors. That's the thing is if A, if he isn't in foul trouble, he is a game changer. Defensively, that means that he's getting blocks as he you know leads the league in and separating the floor on defense. But that issue, like you just said, with his foul trouble, it's been a huge, huge drag for that. So I think team. so I think because he's playing with Draymond He's going to stay out of foul trouble because they're not going to call a lot of fouls because obviously Draymond. I don't know, man. I think Draymond's a type of player where he's going to draw that foul. You know, he's smart. He knows a lot. You know, he knows that they need to so get this Jackson thing, in foul trouble. I he's going to pursue I think, that. I think the referees know Draymond is very handsy. I think they know Jaron Jackson is very just, you know, these guys from the Izzo system. Really know how to cheat the refs. So exactly. I think, I think I think if if Jaron Jackson can stay in the game 30, 35 minutes, that's changing the series. I think it, I think it goes six. I think the Warriors still win, but because they're starting in Memphis, Warriors go I mean the, the Grizzlies go one on tonight. I agree. That that they had, well, obviously each team has crazy home field advantage, which is going to make these series even more exciting. But I think Memphis does get off to an early start, and 
you mentioned that four-headed monster growing in Golden State, but we should also mention the Grizzlies. Bain has been incredible. I think he's shooting 25 points a game right now in the right, playoffs. So let's, so let's touch on that just for a little bit. So, mo- so most improved player of the year, the voting this year was crazy. They gave it to, they gave it to John Morant. However, me and you both had Jordan Poole and Miles Bridges. What happened with the voting this year? Yeah, there's a few. I mean, a few awards they had right, but the more important ones, especially the ones that had tighter races, they completely blew. And most, you know, the MIP was that you know probably the most important award because you had obviously the guys you just mentioned, but even Bain, you know, he they those guys were more suitable at nominees to win that award. So they and there's a few other awards that they completely shanked, but that was the one that really upset. I think you and I both the most. I thought Bridges I, obviously should have, you know, been in it. And oh, it was it's, it's, it, 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 that they shouldn't. It, that was it, the other big it, one. If it was, if it was worthy, Bridges or Poole, most improved player. I think we both wouldn't have a complaint. Or Poole and Bain. I really think Bain should have been in it. I really do. Bain should have been in it. However, Bridges had a great year. Poole had a great year. Bain had a great year. So th- those three. Should have really been in conversation, but given it's John Morant, I think that, I think we now see the league has an agenda because John Morant probably will be the first player to win Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player of the Year, and MVP. Yeah, he yep, and it's a it's an NFL voting type of thing, and it's bullshit. That's exactly what the Most Improved Trophy has been like, award has been lately in the NFL. We've seen that a few times where a young player had a, an insane rookie year. And then they gave a you know a sophomore year guy the MIP. Jai Morant, not saying he didn't improve, he did. He was a you know awesome, but he was expected. You know he's a superstar for that team, the number one player. He, you gotta he evaluate. The he was the number two, most he was the number two pick in the draft. So yeah. speaking, all right, let's go to the number one pick. So the Pelicans versus Suns. Obviously, the Suns won that series. However, the Pelicans showed up and showed out. Yeah, they did, and they played really hard. Um, you know, you saw a few players that really put it all on the floor. I can never think that that point guard's name, but seeing him Jose trying to – Jose Alvarado. Jose oh, Yes, thank you. Man, trying please, to man, get man, behind man, Paul man. a few times is great. Hey, man, what are you talking about? Hey, look, he got his New York. He's in the LES. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he, he's, wearing his, he's wearing his Timberland boots. You know what I'm saying? Jose Alvarado. Showed up and Ingram showed up. was incredible. I didn't see that coming. Ingram had a great series. Ingram was awesome. So, but Suns were too much, and they and they were too much without six one six book. Let's not forget we have both Luca and Booker, Devin Booker, returning to hopefully full form to start off this. You know what I think would be an electric Western series quarterfinal. I think the Mavericks got very very lucky they played the Jazz. Because the Jazz are a team that I think that team just blown up in the offseason. You got to trade that. should, in. you know. We you have to trade that. Flip on you have to trade that Mitchell. Diamond Rudy Mitchell Gobert got embarrassed defensively. Like Rudy Gobert as defensive player of the year, he has two or three defensive player of the year awards. And you That's never amazing. see it in big games, so I, it always makes me scratch my head. You're like, whoa, this guy won these, you know, these accolades for the, being a defensive player, 
You just don't – you see it completely fall to shambles in the big games and in the playoffs. And Dallas didn't even have Luka for most of that series. You saw Jason Brunson. I, I, mean, me. I mean, those Villanova guys. So he I put him out of his, his shoes. I thought he broke one of Gobert's ankles. So so the Villanova and the new guy showed up because you have Villanova and Jalen Brunson. And then, and then another series, you had Grayson Allen show up. Philly, Philly, man. Nova. I love it. Seeing Brunson go crazy, you know, when that when his his guy when, above when him Chris was when Chris Middleton got hurt, when Middleton got hurt, you know, obviously uh, Drew Holiday's role on that team is not to score, so they said, you know what, Grace Allen gets you some buckets. Grace Allen is a nasty blue devil. I mean, obviously he's the dirtiest player in the league. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we weren't thinking he was a Villanova Wildcat because he was a nasty devil. We are not. We are not. He's a blue devil, obviously. But you're right. He's been guys. playing hard. You know, we got to give him some credit. He made a lot of big plays for the Bucks. So Let's talk so, about that series with Milwaukee so, Boston. I mean, so in the series against Milwaukee Boston, I got to go on six. I got it to the Celtics. I think because, you know, Marcus Smart – has been playing out of his manager because last year and the year before, Marcus Smart started taking shots that he knows he shouldn't take. And and this series, he knows Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they need to take those shots. I mean, let's talk about the ascension of Jason Tatum. I mean, Jason Tatum is a top 10 player in this NBA right now. And he's such a hard worker. You know, he he really talks about how he takes – Kobe Bryant's, you know, studies when it comes to work ethic and this, you know, drills that he would do for getting better. He takes that for himself and he's, you know, he gets better every year. But when he got, when it comes down to big games and in the playoffs, Jason Tatum is a superstar. He really is. I mean, not only that, but the, the biggest, the biggest picture is he's got Jason Tatum and a lot of us do not. I mean, sorry. He's got Jalen Brown right next to him. And a, lot of do not, and, a, and a lot of people do not talk about Jalen Brown. You know, coming from Cal, the, the knock on Jalen Brown was, yes, he's a defensive stopper, but he can't shoot. He can't create his own shot. Jalen Brown is – he's built different. Yeah, it's another guy that – you know, has just gotten better every year through work ethic and just bettering his game. He's got that shot. You know, his mid-range is B plus, A minus. It's almost automatic. His shot creating has been stellar along with Tatum. Both I mean, not, not only that, great shots the big, has been awesome. The big thing that we need to talk about is Jalen Brown being able to – he's probably going to be first team All-NBA, All-Defense, and he might end up being – one of the three All NBA teams on offense as well. Yeah, he's just gotten so good, and to see those two, and obviously Milwaukee isn't too deep when it comes to a starting five, but to see to see them with not having huge size on that team besides an old Al Horford, to see them be able to take out these I mean, teams, take think, out these think, formatted teams. It's a I think the great thing about the Celtics, the Celtics can switch one through five. That, to me, is the one thing that a lot of people do not take account of for. The Celtics can switch one through five. <laughs> so you can have Al Horford on a point guard, and you can have Jalen Brown on your center. <laughs> it's a lot of things the Celtics do differently. I think yeah. the, Celtics, the Celtics and the Heat switch one through five. 
So I think Celtics in six against the Bucks because Chris Middleton is hurt. But let's go to the other series. We got Philly. We got Miami. If and Joel Embiid's hurt. Embiid, I mean, Embiid's made of – is Embiid made out of paper mache or should we hold Doc Rivers accountable? Or should we hold <laughs> – or should we hold Pascal Siakam accountable? Because in my opinion, Siakam is the reason that injury hurt. Because the 76ers blew several leads in that series. So Doc Rivers was right for having him beat in that game. No, he wasn't. 29 points, four minutes left. Come on. Now, if you got him, if you take you're supposed to take him out when you're you know, when you're up at 29. You take him out, you get down, and you know, let's see, two minutes later, you're only up 12, then you put them back in. You know, you don't have them out from the get-go. It's silly. It was, and I thought even him trying to back it up was quite silly. It's, you know, Doc River way. It was, it was dumb. And obviously an orbital fracture doesn't make him paper. He was fucking everyone up that series. He's the man. He takes, you guys are damn near resting him like he's a bear. Of course he's going to get hurt. Joel Embiid is our MVP this year. Yes, and now the seventy. Not the most importantly, you know, obviously Embiid's hurt and it changed the series a lot. But more importantly, let's let's see what James Harden can do. You know, let's see where his head is, his his game is. Because I, to be quite frank with you, I think he's a shadow of what he used to be in Houston. I mean, he said he I was going to be a big score, and we're going to see because Jimmy Butler's going to harass him, and those other guards so, are going to harass so him. This like is hyenas. My I think Joel Embiid, like when we talked about it, Joel Embiid was the piece that changes that game. I told you what I thought. I thought I told you exactly what I thought James Harden was going to be. James Harden was going to be ten for forty from the field, nineteen for twenty-two from the free throw line. So he'll have forty points. James Harden's final line is not going to reflect what the game actually looked like. And if you just look at, you're right. Totally right on that. And Maxley has made him have better shots, too, with how he attacks the offense. But now let's look at that 76ers team without an Embiid. Look at the size now. You're going to have – you're going to have to rely on some, some guys that are going to get – make Bam look good again, as I would I would call it, because I think Bam's a little bit overrated, not saying he's not good. I think he, him saying he was should have been in that top three for defensive player of the year was a little crazy. He should have. He should have. He should that have. was just. Let's not start. That. I'm not yeah. saying he shouldn't have been let's in not the top start five, but that top let's three not, is deep. Let's not start a narrative that is not true. We're gonna okay, keep then, the then Who do you kick out of that top three for defensive player of the year? It should have been. It should have been Marcus Smart, number one or number two. It yep. should have been Bam, number two or number three. That's it. You're crazy. What about all the other guys? What Michael Bridges? Bridge, Michael Bridges, Darren Jackson, Jaron Jackson cannot stay out of foul trouble. He was he was number one in block steals, defensive percentage, right? And right, block right. But, how, but, but how many games did did Jaron Jackson foul out of? Probably exactly. still wasn't I'm, top five. Exactly. He was that doesn't mean you're not defensive player of the year. He could stay on the court. My thing is this. If I have to put a disclaimer on your play, Jaron Jackson couldn't stay out of foul trouble. And there's a lot of disclaimers on Bam's play, and I think if Embiid was playing, we would be seeing those. But now we're not going to be seeing those. I, at least we shouldn't. 
Bam, Bam's got to be, got to look good. I'm not saying he's got to be great for them to win because that. I think. I Butler, think. I think. I think Harden is playoffs and points. Harden is going to revert back to. Harden's going to revert back to Houston Harden. No, he's Philly Harden. He's washed and. Think about the strip club by the second quarter with Butler scoring twenty and locking his ass up. He's going to take twenty-five to thirty shots a game, and if if you're a Philly fan, you need Harden to make fifty percent of his his shots from the field. I don't think he'll be able to with how many guards they have. I mean, even let's not forget about Lowry. Lowry will be playing. Honestly, this this series comes down to. I'm forcing you to say this. It comes down to Tobias Harris. I was just gonna get to that. So you yeah, exactly. You're dead on. It really is. And and I think it's gonna come to a point where they're gonna try to force you know, twelve to eighteen shots from Tobias and it's gonna be making me wanna cut my eyes out of my from my skull. So I think that's where we're gonna be at. Doc Rivers is gonna fall apart without having him beat. Miami should get it done in five to six, you would hope. You would hope. However, I got the series going seven. I think MB comes back game three. I think Philly is seven. I was going to say, if, if the Heat does lose the series, is it time to part ways with Spolstra? I think it'd be. I don't think so. Spolstra is the top five coach in NBA history. Hey, whoa. Oh, oh. That's about the craziest thing I've ever heard. How do you not win titles with Bosh Allen and, and LeBron? Come on. He has he is a not he a has, good coach. We have seen some two. incredibly terrible flaws from that man. I think I think the biggest thing so we've seen his bad so so we have we have seen the bad from Sorcerer, but he we have seen the very good from Sorcerer as well. Man, so, I would, if, you're, if you said top five since 2010, then all right. But this man said all in, the, in, in NBA history, Spolstra is a top five smokes. coach. He's sipping tea Spolstra on that one, it. brother. We'll see. I mean, I, I right, hope so he doesn't go. blow this series. Because if he blows this series, I think it might be time to part ways. You got to win so, this series. Butler's got to step up. He's killing it. 30 points a game right now. Top in the playoffs. These four playoffs are going to be fun, man, in the NBA. All right, so let's go to the West. We got Mavs versus the Suns. We got Warriors-Grizzlies. I got Let's the start Mavs-Suns. Mavs-Suns? I mean, Luka did not have to play that first series. Because you got Luka and you got Booker both coming back. The stars. This is going to be I sweet that, to I see how they series, play. I think that series goes six games, but I think the, the Suns come on on top. I think, you know, Luka not playing. However, I think the Suns are just one of those teams where their offense is so – they can play half court. They can play transition. The Suns' offense is just different. It is different. I would have – I was expecting them to sweep the Pelicans, to be honest with you, and not to take Booker, any weight. Booker got hurt. Booker got hurt. Exactly. And now we got to see what Booker does healthy. You know, he, he wasn't outstanding in that return game. And and the same, Luca. I think Luca will obviously be back to form. I think he's going to go off, and That's it's going to be interesting it to see games. how Chris Paul give, responds to it. I give it six games because Luca's going to have two to three games where he's just amazing. Forty plus, however, how forty plus triple double all that. 
I think the Suns just come out on top in six. I would hope because last year they showed that they just needed a few more pieces. Um, I don't know if, you know, early on in the season, obviously, that with, you know, soaring to first place and killing it, I thought they had those pieces. But to be, just to be honest with you, the last few weeks and that game against the, that series against the Pelicans, they didn't seem like that championship form that we saw flashes of in last year's playoff. I think they That's need true. to come back to that. They need to have a, an amazing playoff series against Dallas to beat them. Dallas is going to be a tough team. I think Luka's going to be on his game. They do. So we got the Warriors Grizzlies in that list series. I think yeah, we got game one five. starting right now. I'm excited, man. I got Warriors in five. I think their Whew. New Hampton five. I think their New Hampton five lineup is something crazy. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Having Steph Curry being able to come off the bench. Because, I was you know, going to most... say, I think you need to have Curry come off the bench. And obviously, you said it goes five. I don't know about that. But I was, and at least that's, I'll use a percentage. You need to have him come off bench in 75% of the games of this series. I think Steph that Curry, is an incredible Steph Curry, tool. Steph Curry is the one superstar that will come off the bench because every other guy is not coming off that bench. No, he gets it though, and his and his hand with all that diamond proves that. Well, obviously, I Jordan think I, th- I think Jordan Poole, <laughs> Jordan Poole is one of those guys where you know he's Jordan Poole showed up. You know, Clay Thompson's kind of getting his rhythm. However, Clay's got to be better. I think he Clay needs does. to be better because Bain is going to go crazy in this series. I really think he is. He's going to d some guys up too. I believe so. I think I think Desmond Bay, John Moran. I think John Moran had a really bad series against the Grizzlies. So, so I'm gonna guess series. it is, and I'm gonna I still, guess. I still Bain. got Warriors in five. I still got Warriors in five. So you say Warriors in five? I'm gonna say this goes seven, six or seven, and it's gonna be. We have a, obviously a few headlines in it. We we want to see Jordan Poole how he can connect consistently. We have Curry either coming off the bench or just, you know, being in form. But to, the most important one to me is to see how Clay reacts because Bain is going to bring pressure. I'm going to guess that he's going to be defending the two, defending Thompson most of the time he's on the court and have a breakout series. He's going to feel the crowd's energy, rather road or home, and just being, a, you know, guarding against Curry or Jordan Poole. Morant's going to step up. He's going to make some highlight plays. I think it's going to really come down to Curry and Thompson to see how they react to these young players and the tenacity from the fans and back down to those players. Morant, Bain. It's going to be I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how they react. Very much so. Because the Grizzlies, okay. they're they could be there. You know, obviously the Warriors. I think the, Grizz, I think the, the Grizzlies are like the Bengals. They're a year two. Exactly. That's exactly. That's a good. It's a good analogy, and it's exa- and you can say they were they could be last year's sons, you know. So they're just a year too early. They're just a year too. But early. we'll see. I mean, we'll see if Jerry Jackson starts not following and Morant's putting thirty to forty up, Bain's doing. I 30. think at this series we're gonna see the real Jerry Jackson because he's playing his grandma. But I think Draymond Green's just gonna completely destroy him mentally. He's going to get him in positions where fouls will happen more. He's going to 
He's just going to be right, that right, relentless right. bastard, and I mean that in an incredible way that he is in court. All right, so we just talked about show. We just talked about the NBA. Our next episode, we're going to talk about the death of Tony Ferguson. Oh, we're going to talk about so many different nasty things. Time. But it's, it's a very nasty time in the world. We got May 7th. We got, we got Charlie Eilish returning to the case to defend his title for the second time. Because remember, he didn't choke out Justin the Diamond Poirier. So... He's the man. I think he's the pound for pound right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about MMA. We're going to talk about uh, UFC London 2 on July 23rd. We're also going to talk about the NFL. NFL draft and the trades that happens. We're we're doing NFL extravaganza. So, with that being said, this is Spitting Cap. I'm AJ. That's DJ. Yeah! Jose Alvarado. You heard. Thanks for listening. Make sure to leave it down below and share this episode with your friends. It's the Spin Cat Podcast.